Hi, I'm Shane Robertson, and welcome to the Maysville Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Here at Maysville, we want to practice loving God, loving others, and serving the world. I trust this sermon will be an encouragement to you as it challenges your heart and strengthens your walk of faith. Now, grab your Bibles as we get ready to hear from the Word of God. to a passage of scripture in Habakkuk. Habakkuk, if you'll remember, was an Old Testament prophet. He was uh, a unique prophet in this sense. He did not, uh, he was not God's voice or God's mouthpiece to the people. He was a prophet that was begging God, if you would, to do something in the current cultural situation that Israel was in. Israel was divided. Uh, We see Habakkuk in the southern kingdom, and he's just asking God to do something. And God's going to do something, by the way. Uh, But Habakkuk didn't like what God did or what God said he was going to do. Ultimately, we know in the book of Habakkuk, God simply told Habakkuk, he said, look, I'm going to send the Babylonians in there to accomplish my will in you. And he went crazy. He said, no, God, are you kidding me? The Babylonians are worse than uh, the children of Israel. What, what, are you, what are you doing? He says, I'm going to accomplish my will in your life. And in, in Habakkuk chapter number 2, he tells Habakkuk in verse number 2, he answers Habakkuk and he gives him this instruction. He says to Habakkuk, And the Lord answered me and said, Write a vision, or write the vision, and make it plain upon tablets that he may run that readeth it. God was very specific in what he told Habakkuk to do concerning the vision that he gave him. He said, I want you to write it on tablets, and I want you to make it so plain that if somebody is running down the street and they see that, they can run by it and see that and know exactly what it says. They can read it when they run by. Make it that plain. And so when we think about vision, and when we think about what God wants to do here at Maysville Baptist Church, we want that vision to be just as plain as the vision that God gave to Habakkuk. So this morning, I'm doing something a little bit different. I'm vision casting for the next five years. And in this vision that I want to share with you today is I want to chart a course, if we could, for the next five years here at Maysville Baptist Church. You'll recall on August the 3rd, 2014, I became the pastor of this wonderful congregation. Learning the history of this church was inspiring And it gave me a reassured hope to the fact that it is God who builds his church. From its beginning in 1878, that's 143 years ago, Maysville Baptist Church began to come together in this community. It's quite fascinating to see that although it wasn't articulated until many years later, the goal of Maysville Baptist Church was to love God, love others, and serve the world. It is very clear when you see the history of the church and what they participated in and and how they met. For example, it's with an ironic similarity of today in the 21st century that the church first met in the homes of its members. They had in-home Bible studies. That practice, which was reestablished two years ago, has flourished as a biblical way of discipleship. 
uh, Reverend H.R. Bernard, seeing that the church was meeting in these small groups and said, hey, there needs to be a time when the church comes together on Sunday morning to worship together. And so he gave or donated the land at Homer Street where the church sits uh, over there today. That land was given by H.R. Bernard. And then we also know that the lumber uh, for the church that they were wanting to build, we know from history that it was cut and hauled from Nails Creek community. And as it was hauled from the Nails Creek community, the stained glass windows were imported from England. The congregation began to worship in their first permanent building sometime in 1879. For 70 years... The church continued to love God, love others, and serve the world in this very first building. In fact, the church was active, according to history, in the 75 million campaign in 1919. In 1919, Southern Baptists wanted to raise $75 million for missions as well as gospel presentation and evangelism right here in the United States. This church, Maysville Baptist Church, participated in that until the Great Depression. By the time it was all said and done, Southern Baptist churches gave $58 million. The reason why these pledges and receipts were so out of whack was because of the depression in the South, and it, uh, set, uh, it set them back uh, many years as the pledge period of 1919 came to an end. We know also that around 1948, under the leadership of Reverend D.C. Williams, a new church building was proposed, and it also was built. By sacrificial giving and the leadership of the pastors who followed, Reverend, Scru Reverend, Reverend Scruton and also Reverend Albright, the debt was paid and they burned the note on homecoming day of 1957. They built a brand new steeple and added that steeple to the church in 1965, completing the physical structure as you see it today when you drive by the Homer Street campus. Around 1982 and 1983, Pastor Robert Watson, affectionately known as Pastor Bob, drew and oversaw the building education wing at Homer Street. He saw fit that in order to continue ministry and loving others, that an education wing needed to be built. As you can see from the slide, the goal, again, was to serve the world to love others, and to love God. We know that the total cost of this education wing back in 1982 and 83 was $100,000. Uh, you can tell uh, on the screen up there uh, that they wanted to raise half of the money. They did raise half of the money by pledges. After they raised half the money by the pledges, it wasn't too many years after the building was complete, the education wing was complete, that they had a note burning for they paid off the debt that they were in. What a joy it is to know that the history of Maysville Baptist Church is to pay off the debt as quickly as possible. Two churches already that they had built, they had paid the debt off. Then we come to 2006. Around 2006, the church invested in 50 acres. It would soon be the new location of the Maysville Baptist Church. The church secured a loan for $3.4 million, and the desire for this new vision was to solidify their purpose that they had practiced down through the years, loving God, loving others, and serving the world. 
In 2014, it was my joy to come to be your pastor. I was handed a survey that was conducting of the church during that time before I got here. At the very top of the list, the number one concern and the number one thing that you wanted to see outside of people coming to know Jesus Christ as Savior and being raised under biblical discipleship was to get the debt under control and to eliminate it. Brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, I come to report to you today that the debt as of May the 2nd, 2021 is $241,101.91. We are sitting under $250,000 today. In six and a half years, you have watched this debt go down through your faithfulness and through your giving. As for the next five years, I would like to share with you four things I know God is directing us concerning vision for our future. We still will have the same purpose statement. However, I want to expand that purpose statement so we all clearly understand what it means when we say we are loving God, loving others, and serving the world. What I mean by that is simply this. When we say that we love God, we mean that we love God by participating in biblical worship. This is the worship manual that we follow. The Word of the living God. And if it's not in the Word, then it ought not to be found in the church. We want to follow God. And this is the place. This room here is where we collectively come together to love God by participating in biblical worship. Number two, when we say we love others. What do we mean by that? Loving others means that we participate in biblical discipleship through small groups on campus and in homes. What was started in 1878 will continue in the years to come. With the primary emphasis of evangelism, we want to see evangelism and discipleship continue to be the heartbeat of Maysville Baptist Church. We will participate in loving others through biblical discipleship, through small groups on campus, as well as in homes. And then when we say serving the world, what do we mean by serving the world? We serve the world by participating in biblical missions locally and globally. So when you hear us say, we love God, love others, and serve the world, knowing that this is our purpose statement, what we're really communicating is, in a nutshell, how we want to fulfill the Great Commission. We want to love God by participating in biblical worship. We want to love others by participating in biblical discipleship through small groups on campus as well as off campus. And we want to serve the world by participating in biblical missions locally here in Maysville Baptist Church in our Jerusalem as well as our Judea, Samaria, and uttermost parts as we reach out globally. The question we ask ourselves this morning is how will we do this? This is where I want to introduce the four points of the vision this morning. I hope you have your pencils, pens, lipstick, or mascara. For my desire is that you'll write these down. Put them on your fridge. Talk about them. Pray about them. Pray over them. As over the next five years, we watch God do great things again at Maysville Baptist Church. Number one... The first thing I want to share with you concerning our vision 
is I know God wants us to pay off the debt and live debt-free. Pay off the debt and live debt-free. Let me give you eight uh, things on how we are going to pay off the debt as it stands today. Today, our debt is $241,101.91. Number two, we have a monthly payment of $14,550. This includes an approximate interest of $697. You remember many years ago when I came, over six years ago, we were paying a whole lot more in interest. We paid a lot of interest up front and we saw a lot less movement. But today we're seeing a lot more movement on the principal because we don't have as much interest. So we see that there's approximately $697 in interest in our payment. Number three, additionally, your monthly giving over this $14,550 is $12,000. You give $12,000 more to go to debt reduction and elimination every single month. Which brings us to number four. That monthly grand total minus the interest is $25,853. So that is to say that when you put the $12,000, uh, if you would, along with the $14,550, and you remove or you subtract the $697 in interest, you are giving every single month approximately $25,853 a month on the debt. Let me show you the sixth point, if, or excuse me, the fifth point if I could. If we're giving that amount and we continue to give that amount for the next six months, that's through November, that will equal $155,118. When you do the math and you subtract the 241,101, which is what we have left today, subtracted from the 155,118, it gives us a shortfall of $85,000. $85,983 that we're short. The question is, how will we make this up? I want to submit to you number seven is that we'll make this shortfall up the first Sunday in November. The first Sunday in November we have labeled as Debt Elimination Sunday on November the 7th. November the 7th, 100% of all undesignated gifts will go to the debt elimination. Again, our goal is to pay off this debt this year. I believe with your prayers and with your generosity on November the 7th, it would not surprise me at all if we did not see a $100,000 offering on that Sunday and we retire that debt. I want us to go ahead and make plans now to pray and ask God, what would you have me give November the 7th as we knock out that debt? You say, Pastor, what if we don't? What if we come short just a little bit? Then in the month of December, I am confident we can get this debt knocked out the rest of December. But I'm telling you, I really believe on November the 7th, it's going to be a done deal. Amen?
We can get this debt paid off and done with. I'm tired of having this millstone around my neck. Let's get it off and let's watch what God's going to do in the future. Are you with me on this? Amen? Amen. Praise God. We want to pay the debt off and live debt free. After we pay the debt off, I would like for us to rest for a season and save up enough money to hire an architect. Now remember, after we retire the debt, we still have built into our budget where we gave $14,550. Uh, that was our mortgage payment. You gave an additional $12,000. Here's my, what I want to say. If you want to continue to give that, I'm asking you please to redirect that over into the future building fund. And let's save some money, let's save up the money, and let's hire an architect and get some conceptual plans to us on renovating this current existing worship center to seat 800 people. We're going to need 800 seats because the second part of the vision is to transition to one service. We need to transition to one service at Maysville Baptist Church. Right now, your pastor pastors three churches. I pastor an 8 o'clock church, I pastor a 9.30 church, and I pastor an 11 o'clock church. And your personalities are as different as my children. <laughs> I mean, uh, at 8 o'clock, we, we either got some deep thinkers or some deep sleepers. <laughs> at the 9.30 congregation... You just had breakfast and you're excited about the worship and you've got your pens, pencil, lipstick, or mascara and you write, man, and you just thrill my heart with your attention and ability and, and then you go off to Sunday school. And then when the 11 o'clock gets here, they've had about five cups of coffee, uh, they've had a Bible lesson, and now they're here and they're just absolutely jumping off the walls. I've got to get you all together and let you experience what worship is like in one service. I have never pastored this church in one service. I'm telling you, uh, we need to get to one service. We need to be unified in one service. The question then is this, how will this happen? How are we going to do that? Let me give you five things if I could. Number one, the first thing is on June the 6th, uh, we're going to go to two services. On June the 6th, we're going to two services. As we go into summertime, a lot of people take their vacations, and we want you to. This will be a great time for us to transition into two services. I've already talked to the 8 o'clock service, obviously, and uh, we're excited uh, for them. They're going to be transitioning, some coming in here, some going to the 11 o'clock service, but we're excited about uh, their, their making plans on, on June the 6th to transition. Number two. The second thing, after we've saved up enough money and we've got some conceptual drawings about what renovation looks like in this place and we pick a plan, we want to renovate our current worship center to seat 800 people. We want to be able to sit 800 people here after we pay off the debt and we choose those conceptual drawings that will best fit our church here at Maysville Baptist Church. During this renovation, we're going to be worshiping in the gym. The goal is to have a start date of the project and a stop date for the project. Again, we're looking out, if you would, over the course of quite possibly one year before this ever even begins. So we'll continue to serve in two services for another year. But as soon as we get those, uh, the funds, get the debt paid off, 
get the funds to hire an architect, get some drawings rendering and done. Let's look at those drawings and see what best is going to fit our church. And then we'll have a better timeline as to what we're going to do. And we'll mark that timeline, a start date and a, a completion date. And we'll go out to the gym, whether that be 16 weeks or 20 weeks. And we'll look at it through the lens of 20 types of 20 worship uh, experiences out there. Another thing we're working on in regards to worshiping in the gym, we would love to at the time when we move out into the gym, if it is possible to go ahead and transition into one Sunday morning Sunday school Bible study hour and one uh, worship hour during the renovation of the gym. We're looking at that and we're praying about that and seeing how God would help us to do that. But the point that I want you to hang on to is this. After the renovation, after the renovation, we will come back to one 9 o'clock a.m. Bible study hour and one 10, 15 worship hour. So if you're watching online today, the 9.30 uh, broadcast will transition after the completion and uh, renovation of this, it will be transitioning. Whenever we transition to a 10:15 worship, that's what will transition on our uh, broadcast as well. And then number four, I want to make sure I mention this. We will still host in-home small groups throughout the week. Uh, this is so vitally important. We will continue to host those in-home small groups. Now, the question that uh, uh, some have asked about Sunday nights. Well, here's number five. Will we go back to Sunday night worship? Here's what we're going to go to. We're going to go to Sunday night celebrations. Those Sunday night celebrations are going to be seasonal. Remember, our in-home small groups operate on a semester basis. They have start times and stop times. We are reaching a tremendous amount of millennials and young families on Sunday evenings through this process. I want us to continue to reach those families and continue to reach uh, our people in our home groups and help disciple them in our in-home groups. But when those end, there will be seasons where we, will, we want to have Sunday evening celebrations. So well, what will take place on those celebrations? There'll be things like the Lord's Supper. <clears throat> Once a quarter, we do the Lord's Supper here. We do four on Sunday night and we do one on Sunday morning. I want to encourage you to make plans to be at our next Lord's Supper as we prepare and get ready to release those dates as we continue to do a quarterly Lord's Supper in the evening. Number two, the second thing that we'll celebrate is like what's going on tonight. Tonight, there'll be a graduate celebration. In the future, uh, that graduate celebration that will occur on Sunday night uh, will happen when our in-home small groups are done and over with. Uh, this year being a transitionary year, this was the date we had to do it on. We're going to be doing that tonight. If you have your in-home small groups, that's good. If you don't have your in-home small groups and want to come out tonight and celebrate our graduates, let me encourage you to do so. We actually started this two years ago and got such a tremendous response. We want to continue to do the same. I would love to see us transition, even if you would, our baby dedication to Sunday night celebration. We'll also have missionary reports. Uh, we will also have celebration concerts, like what's taking place on May the 16th. The concert we're having out on the lawn, when we have 800 and can get 800 people in this room, we'll have individuals like the Collingsworth family. We'll have special singings that we can come together and fellowship together and worship together and, and be together and enjoy some time together in the Lord. 
I believe that God wants us to transition to one service to help bring unity to our congregation where we can worship together as one church. Let me give you a ne the next one. Uh, number, the, the number uh, three, if you would. The third vision God's laid on my heart is that we would expand new ministries. It, there is no question uh, that our area is growing. If we're going to go back to one service, Pastor, when you get 80% full, are you going to go back to two services? I want you to hear my heart. My heart's desire in expanding new ministries is first and foremost to plant new churches. I believe God's called us to be a church planting church. God has given us a great gift. We see regularly God call young men to be pastors. We see regularly God call young, young men to go into the ministry. We see uh, ladies coming and surrendering for missions. Brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, God has given us a great gift in seeing young men surrender to the gospel ministry. As we grow, we need to plant new churches. Now, I want you to hear my heart again on this. I am not saying that I want to start churches like Maysville Baptist Church, north, south, east, west. I don't believe that is what we need to do. I know that that's a strategy for some churches, but that's not the strategy I feel like God has for us. I think the strategy and vision that God has for us is to plant churches that can function independently. Yes, have a mother church help get them off the ground, but let them go and release them and let them grow. And if they want to be called Hope Baptist Church, then praise God, we had a hand in seeing Hope Baptist Church get established and birthed. I think God, and I know, I know God wants us to be a church-planting church, for that's what we see in the book of Acts as churches are planted. Also, we know that uh, we're growing as the SNK battery plant comes online. I believe God's calling us to expand ministry to the, the Korean ministry. Right now, Dennis and I meet every quarter with our Korean, two Korean pastors. We're praying and we're researching. There are Korean, pa Korean pastors that come into this area. They've been surveying this area. We just had a big meeting a couple of weeks ago. And they just simply said this. The people that come to Maysville to work at the battery plant, those Koreans that travel, those individuals are only here for three months at a time. And those that are here for three months at a time need a place to worship. They need a place to land. The ones that are here full-time live in Gwinnett County, and they commute, and they've got lives in Gwinnett County, but they like living over in Gwinnett County. But the ones that come here, that stay here, are right now three-monthers. They come in for three months, they work, then they go back home. We're asking God to give us a, clear, a clearer vision on how we might be able to minister to them. It may be through English as a second language. It may be through a Bible study at one of our campuses. It may be a Wednesday night Bible study. It may even be partnering with them to host a church service where they come and be a part of what we do here and giving them an opportunity to worship uh, in their own language. I really believe God wants us to help establish a Korean ministry. Number three, here's the third thing. I really believe God wants us to host a medical clinic for our area and in areas around us. <clears throat> we have uh, started this, actually, the research on this before the pandemic hit. And when the pandemic hit, it just kind of had to be put on the shelf. 
I want to report to you today that right now we have a brand new doctor in Homer. Uh, that doctor is a member of this church. I am so pleased to announce that Dr. Trawick is the new doctor at the uh, Med MedLink Clinic in Homer. That's where I go. I'll actually be there tomorrow at 1020. He will be taking, drawing my blood and telling me my cholesterol's high. It'll be a great opportunity <laughs> for him to minister to me. <laughs> he has already, already began the process of putting a bug in the ear of leadership there that there's a church that desires to help the least. And I'm excited about what God might do with this ministry. Number four. Here's a little ministry that started before, that, that really there was a desire to start before he went home to be with the Lord. And that's our, a laundromat ministry. I want you to help me pray. Uh, there's a laundromat in, in Maysville that I'm asking God one day, not today, not tomorrow, not even next month, but whenever God wants, would he give us that laundromat or provide an opportunity for us to have that laundromat? Now, some of our businessmen that are in here, uh, your analytical antennas just went off and said, man, you talk about a money hole, that will be a money hole. I'm not looking to make money. I'm looking to win people to Jesus. Uh, I want to see us reach out to our community and maybe have a laundromat ministry that we host, much like our, the, our, our, our ministries that we already have with the clothes closet and with our food pantry. Uh, we have these ministries. And to have a ministry where you can then again take your clothes and, and have some of our members staff uh, that, you volunteer and staff and help and just witness and counsel, you're going to meet all different kinds of people that come from all walks of life, and you'll be able to share the gospel with them and see them come to know Christ as their Savior. Number five, let me give you a fifth thing that I've got on my heart. The Lord will not let us sail the Homer Street campus. There's a reason why. He wants us to use it for His glory. That basement is a wreck. <laughs> I just want to be honest. We need to renovate that basement. Somewhere along the way, over the next uh, five years, I would love to see us go ahead and pull the trigger and renovate the basement at the Homer Street campus. The reason why is I want to create a safe house for displaced families. I also want to create a place where missionaries can come and stay. Uh, more and more associations are getting rid of their mission houses. Uh, the reason why is because the upkeep and the in-between uh, is too much for them. And so... If God has given us that campus over there, and there is an opportunity for us to renovate and put a couple of apartments in there, that would make a great mission house for displaced families as well as for missionaries to come and stay. We've had a couple of situations that have come to our attention in the realm of missionaries where a missionary contacted us many months ago and said, hey, we're coming back to the States. Uh, is there uh, an apartment that we might be able to rent? Or is there a place that we might be able to stay? Uh, we saw that as a need and it prayed and we really believe that if we were able to do this, this would meet that need and help us say to our missionaries that we support, yes, we do have a place for you. You heard Lee Cox talk about foster care. Did you know that in a home that may be displaced with an abusive spouse, when that spouse, and let's just use this as an example, let's say that there's a, an alcoholic husband and let's say that alcoholic husband has been abusive to his family. If that mom decides to run away with those children and get out of that situation, 
There are not many places she can go to take her whole family. There are places, but there are not many places to take everybody. Now, there are places that she can go individually as a woman and take, if her children are under 16 or, or even 15, then take them. But as it stands right now, if there's a child that is of a teenage year, there's a good chance they'll go to foster care where, that, where the mom goes to a shelter. I believe that we can fix this. I really believe we can minister to individuals if we create a shelter where they can all come and just have a landing place for a little while till they get under their feet again, their feet back under them, and begin to do a life again together. Who knows? We might see that daddy come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, and we might see that family restored again. I really believe the future... In regards to ministry at Maysville Baptist Church, not just for us, but for many churches out there, we're going to have to consider reconciliation ministries for families and see them come back together. Marriage does not mean as much in the 21st century as it did in, in years before. Before it was very simple. Yes, God, He still sees marriage as His institution. But the United States of America has twisted that meaning now. And now we see more and more individuals not even getting married at all uh, or getting married and then getting divorced. We can help this by having this recovery-type ministry uh, over at Homer Street. Number six, very quickly. I want to talk to you also, if I could, about strengthening current ministries. Strengthening current ministries. Let me give you an example. We've got a lot of great ministries here at Maysville Baptist Church. I want to strengthen them all. But one in particular that comes to my heart is the refuge archery ministry. This ministry is doing very, very well and seeing more and more people uh, join and be a part of that. I was overwhelmed when I was asked to come speak at one that we were leading. Hundreds of people, hundreds of people uh, packed in the gym during COVID. And I had the wonderful opportunity to present the gospel to them. We have the opportunity to help that ministry strengthen and grow. I would love to see somewhere out by the refuge somewhere, out in that area, I would love to see us create some lanes for refuge archery. Maybe a pole barn type structure that doesn't cost too much, that has many lanes in there, uh, that has roll up, uh, if you could roll up in the summertime and in the wintertime you can roll it down and have some heaters in there to keep them warm. But I think this would be a great opportunity for us to see that ministry grow. I just had a phone call from Maine. You're watching today, Maine. I know you're watching. Beverly, Jeff, I love you and I want to thank you for your passion that you have for the area of ministry that you're in. I want you to know that it's a part of our vision. You're there and you're watching us and you're seeing what God's doing up there in Maine and the void that's there. We got a call from Maine that simply said this. We really believe that the, that the, the combining factor to link Maysville Baptist Church to Maine is your archery ministry. And if you could bring your archery ministry up here, we already have approval to host at a fairground a archery shoot. I'm telling you, God's got a great, great thing in store for Maine. We're praying about that, and we want to see God strengthen that ministry in days and years to come. And then the last thing about expanding ministries, I want to increase our foreign mission trips. We were attempting to do this pre-COVID, and then COVID hit and messed the whole world up. We don't want to give up on this. We want to keep it at the forefront of our hearts and minds. God's not done with us locally, and He's not done with us internationally. We have a trip leaving just next week, a vision trip. Our first international vision trip since I've been here. Over six and a half years, believe it or not. 
They are going to the Dominican Republic to scout out an opportunity for our students to go and to minister on that foreign field with our own missionary, Kenneth Bellucci. We want to expand new ministries. And then number four, and my time's up, it's all gone. Here's my fourth point I'd like to make to you in regards to our vision. I also want to expand our education. That is education expansion. I want us to utilize our property to accommodate on-campus Bible studies more efficiently. Uh, we can do this. We have 50 acres. But here's the point, and I hear my heart on this. We can't let aesthetics get in the way of ministry. So what do you mean by that, Pastor? Here's what I mean by that, church. I want to see the gym bricked. I'd love to see it bricked. I'd love to see it bricked just like this building's bricked. I can't let that get in the way of getting ministry done here on this church. I've got to make sure that we have education space. If we want one service to work, we got to have, and one Sunday school hour to work, we've got to have enough space and we've got to be flexible and we've got to be committed. We've got to be flexible enough to say, you know what, it looks like for a season we may have to put some temporary classrooms on this property and quite possibly move our staff out of the, out of the administrative wing and move them into those temporary, uh, those temporary uh, buildings, if you would, uh, so that we can use these rooms for Sunday school space. Uh, we may need to be creative in respect to what we do at Homer Street and what we do in relationship to our in-home groups. But we need a commitment by you. We need you to commit and be a part of what God's doing here at Maysville Baptist Church. We can do it. We can utilize this property. God's given us 50 acres. We can do it for his glory. Number two, I want to talk to you more about in regards of expanding our education about a deeper, more consistent commitment to ministry opportunities. When we go to one services, one service and one, one uh, Bible study hour, one uh, uh, worship uh, time, if you would, which will be about an, an hour and a half, uh, I want you to know that that'll be a time where we'll have more opportunities for you to get involved and to work. Right now, as it stands with uh, uh, this three services and two Sunday schools, there are individuals that work this whole time and they do not come to worship. I want you to hear me. That's not okay with me. We all need to be under the preaching of the Word of God. Every one of us. And if we work every hour and we're not under the preaching of the Word of God, you don't hear your pastor's heart. And my heart is that we would love God, love others, and serve the world, and do so with such intensity and passion that we love to hear the Word of God proclaimed, and we love to hear it preached. And we love to hear what our pastor has to say on how we can serve the world here at Maysville Baptist Church. Which brings me to my last point as I close. I want us to reintroduce Discovering Maysville. When I came six and a half years ago, uh, Discovering Maysville was an eight-week program we taught on Sunday mornings. It was very effective and, did a, and was very, very good. Uh, however, we noticed that there was a time that there was a few things we needed to update. And needing to update these, we tabled it for a season. And as we tabled it for a season, we let it sit there. And as we began to think about what we really needed at Maysville Baptist Church and how we wanted to do it, we toyed with having it uh, uh, once a quarter and having a lunch after church. And we talked about a whole bunch of different things on how to reintroduce it and relaunch it. We came up with this. Let's condense it down to four weeks and let's offer it on Wednesday nights. So on Wednesday nights in the future, 
we will be offering our Discovering Maysville class, which will be a four-week class that's taught on Wednesday nights for prospective new members so that when you come and you want to join our church, we'll take you under watch care until you go through that class. And then when you go through that class, you will better understand who we are and what we expect of you as a member and what you can expect of us as a staff in a church. We want to make sure that we expand education in such a way that it fulfills the Great Commission, that we love God, love others, and serve the world. So church, I want to submit to you today four things that I desire that you pray about. And my heart's desire is that you would not only pray but get excited about and be enthusiastic about and be flexible about these four things. Pay off the debt. Transition into one service. Expand our existing ministries and expand our educational emphasis. All of this falls under the banner of giving the gospel of Jesus Christ its place and continuing to be an evangelistic church. Continuing to see the Lord use us to love God, love others, and serve the world. You know, the greatest thing on earth is what Jesus Christ has done for you and I. And you know me, I tell you what, I have been, I am always nervous in preaching the gospel. My wife will tell you, my stomach is tore up, I just am nervous. And today, I'm just as nervous in presenting this to you today. And the reason why is because I have a heart's desire that we fulfill the Great Commission, but I can't do it alone. Here's what the deacons asked me two weeks ago. They said, Pastor, how much longer can you do three services? And I didn't take it lightly, Chris, did I? I really thought about it. And I said this. I could probably do it about until I'm 50. And then I'll be dead. I really believe that's true. I really do. Um... You want to know what three services does to me? You're not here. You're at this service, okay? So you didn't get to see me. You don't get to see me in my, at the 8 o'clock. You see me here. You don't see me at the 11 o'clock. Again, you see me here. You, you don't see me at home after this is over. Uh, and uh, it's hard. Pastoring three churches is tough. And we do have three churches. I wish you, I wish you could be. I mean, again... Uh, the first service has a vastly different personality than the last service, and so does the middle service. I really desire to get us all together and to experience worship together for the glory of God. So here's what I'm asking you to do. Will you join me as we continue to pay off the debt, as we transition to one service, as we expand these new ministries, and as we expand our education for one purpose only, to fulfill the Great Commission. We're going to blink our eyes, and that debt's going to be gone. I want us to go ahead and make plans now. What are we going to do when it's all said and done? I have this desire in my heart to be a church that can see a need in our community, and without hesitation, and I'm not talking about throwing money at it. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about bringing Jesus to it. Where we see a need and we can come as, as a church and we can bring that need to the church. I'm telling, I bring that need to the community. And that need that the community has is Jesus. 
not just here in Maysville, but also in Gillsville, in Lula, in Jefferson, even in Athens, and in all these surrounding areas. What we need is Jesus. And friend, you might be here today, and that's exactly what you need, is Jesus. I know if you're a guest, you might say, man, I heard this guy was a Bible preacher. <laughs> I am. Come back next week, I promise. I'll make up for it. But if we're ever going to make change, this is where we need to do it, right here. Uh, and i got to do it three times. i got to say the same thing all three times. It's not like uh, uh, when I preach. When I preach, it's exped uh, what's, that, what's that big long term you use? Um, what? Somebody said it. Yeah. Yeah, right. That one. <laughs> well, yeah, exposition. No, but that, that wasn't the term I'm looking for. No, that wasn't the word I'm looking for. Extemporaneous. That's what. How many know what extemporaneous means? That's what I was trying to talk about. I was trying to talk about, I need help. Extemporaneous. Where, you know, if the Holy Spirit moves in my heart, I want to be able to just say it. Okay? I want to say it. Uh, I'm, today I'm casting vision. Here's where I feel like. And if I don't let you go, we're going to be in trouble. So I need to pray. Let's bow our heads and pray. Here's what I want to say. Not uh, extemporaneously. But here's what I want to say. Gospel focused. We can't do anything without Jesus. We can't do it without his help. I've challenged you today to join me on this journey. I want to be leading. I don't want to be driving. I don't want to be pulling. I want you to come with me. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, I want to come with you, but here's the point in my life. I don't know Christ as my Savior. If I were to die today, I don't know where I'd spend an eternity. Friend, you've got to get that taken care of first. If you're here today and you've never trusted Christ as Savior, here's what I want to ask you to do. From your heart to God's heart, would you say something like this to him? Would you say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I believe that you are the Messiah. And this morning I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Today I repent of my sins. And I trust you as my Savior. Thank you for saving me. I'll live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to look right up this way. We're going to stand and sing a good old-fashioned hymn of invitation. Have thine own way, Lord. As we stand today, you might be here and you might say, you know what, I'd like to join a church like that. Come on, you go ahead and stand. That's fine. Yes, I want to join a church like that. If, if you want to join our fellowship, I'd love to talk to you. I'm here today. I'd love to receive you. You come. I'd love to talk to you about what your next step might be. Number two, you might be here. Maybe you are saved, but you've never been baptized. You've never surrendered yourself to baptism. Not saying we'll baptize you today, but we do want to make sure that you're baptized. So let me encourage you on this verse. Would you come? We'd love to get that fixed for you and pray for you. And then number three, if you prayed and asked Jesus to save you, would you let me pray for you? Did you let me pray for you? See, I'm a pastor. My, my responsibility is not to be your judge, jury, and executioner. My, mine is to be your... your Jesus is our advocate. He, he's like our lawyer. Uh, I, I, I'm just like his assistant where I come and I, I point and say, look, he's got the answers. He'll defend you. He's already done it. I'm here to love you. I'm not here to judge you. Would you let me love you today if you prayed to receive Christ? Would you let me pray for you today? 
So, man, I'm scared to walk down the aisle. That's a good, healthy scare. It solidifies a commitment you made in your heart. But could we sing this together? And if you need to come to the altar, the altar's open. As we sing today, Phil, have thine own way. Let's sing together. my watch so I don't know what time it is so I apologize I do have a good excuse but I hope you have a great uh, Sunday today join us back here this evening we're going to celebrate our our uh, seniors in college as well as those in high school would love for you to be here tonight if you have your small group this evening uh, we pray that you'll have a great small group tonight may the Lord bless each one of you can't wait to see you on Wednesday night I'm going to start my Bible study right here in this room it's for couples married couples if you'd like to come or if you're thinking about getting married or you would maybe want to get married why don't you come you might find something there too that might benefit you alright I love you God bless you have a great day we'll see you on Wednesday Thanks for listening. As a pastor, my primary concern is your eternity. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, that you can know where you will spend eternity. I would love to connect with you and talk more about your walk of faith. You can email and find more information about the ministry of Maysville Baptist Church on our website. Just type maysvillebaptist.net in your search engine. Also, you can support this ministry through our website, or by mailing your gift to 8875 Highway 82 Spur Road, Maysville, Georgia, 30558. God bless you, and I hope you tune in next week, where once again, we turn our hearts towards the Word of God.